children's church this morning for everybody two to six. Wish you God's blessing, leaders and uh, kids, as you head on out to the back. All right. Today is uh, Thanksgiving. We've been reminded of that a few times already. Actually, I guess tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Today is, this is Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Thanksgiving is a concept that I am pretty passionate about. Uh, I see this concept, this life principle, as being very much kind of a, a watershed principle in life. Uh, if you are a thankful person or a person with an attitude of, of gratitude, I kind of like that catchy little phrase, um, characterized, if you are a person that's characterized by thankfulness, or if you are an ungrateful, complaining kind of person where nobody ever treats you quite right and you don't ever get paid quite enough and everything goes wrong for you and everyone is against you and blah, 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 uh, then this Thanksgiving thing is actually very much, I believe, a watershed uh, attitude. It literally changes your life. When I think about watershed, uh, I can't help but remember the, uh, my truck driving days, uh, although they weren't very many and not terribly long, but I did for a short period of time have a regular truck driving route that was between here and um, either Sioux Falls or Sioux City, and uh, I drove back and forth, one day there, one day back, one day there, one day back, and um, I remember very clearly this, um, this little place just into South Dakota along I-29, and it's called Summit, South Dakota. And it kind of it comes right after you do this long, gentle climb up a hill uh, into kind of into South Dakota, and then you get to the top of that hill, and uh, off to the left there was a little truck stop in those days when I was driving truck, and they typically had the best deal on fuel, and so we would usually pull off the ramp, side ramp, and we would go to this little place called Summit, South Dakota. What's so unique about that place? Uh, what's unique about that place is that it is the uh, it is a watershed. And so I like to think about this sometimes because literally there is some point right at Summit, South Dakota, where if a raindrop were to land over here, it would flow into the Red River Basin uh, watershed drainage system and it would go down the Red River into Lake Winnipeg and then down Nelson River and it would end up in uh, Hudson Bay, ultimately in the Arctic Ocean. If that same water drop were to land over here, it would end up flowing into the Mississippi drainage system and it would flow down the Mississippi River through uh, the different cities there and then finally into New Orleans and it would end up in the Gulf of Mexico. Only 3,500 kilometers apart from where the other water drop ended up that literally landed uh, a foot from each other in Summit, South Dakota. That's a watershed. Um, that's monumental, that's pivotal, that's crazy. I feel like Thanksgiving is one of those watershed things. Uh, if you are a person that is a Thanksgiving kind of person, uh, it, it just affects your whole being and your whole life. And then if you are a person that is almost like that in many, in, in all ways, except for the fact that you're not really a Thanksgiving kind of person. Every, otherwise, everything's the same. 
uh, it affects your whole life also. And so for me, this Thanksgiving thing is, is, a, is a huge watershed um, attitude uh, about life. It affects like crazy all of life. So anyways, uh, today is uh, Thanksgiving, or this is Thanksgiving weekend. I'd like to do a little fun exercise uh, together with you, and we're going to get the ushers again with their mics uh, to help us. I was wondering, as I was preparing this, I was wondering how, in how many different languages our church family would be able to say thank you. All right, so we're going we're gonna to do a little test. Um, you guys are going to need to help me out. So I, the first thing I did is I polled our two associate pastors, Jesse and Mike. Uh, they, they both had to uh, give me a guess as to how many, in how many different languages this church family could say the word thank you. Uh, Jesse, being a pretty optimistic kind of guy, uh, guessed 11, 11 different languages. Uh, Mike, without knowing what Jesse guessed, always needs to one-up everybody else. And so Mike guessed 14 different languages. So here we are. We're going we're gonna to do a little check. Um, what I'd like you to do, what I'd like you to be brave enough to do is uh, stand up where you are and, and uh, an usher is going to come with a mic and I'd like you to say the language and then say the word, all right? The, the word either thanks or thank you or, or whatever it is. So um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to say thank you, English. That's one. One. Right on. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate that. Um, so, please help me out. Let's do this little fun thing together. Um, if you know uh, the word thank you in another language other than English, please stand where you are. There's one right over here already. Uh, one at the back first. Okay. Muchas gracias. Spanish. Right on. So, we got Spanish, number two. Uh, and then there was, okay. Spasiba, Russian. Russian, all right. That's three. Over here. I don't really need this because it's sign language, but if I'm remembering it correctly, yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. We did that in our home quite a bit a year ago when we had Neil living with us. Um, yes, thank you. That's four. Ken. Danke, Shane. Right on. What's that? Low German. Low German. Five. Haiti. I think high German is a little like that. It's Danke, schön. That's right. So we're going to go six. Thank you. There's one at the back. Merci beaucoup, French. Right on, seven. We're moving. Who else? Um, abrigado in Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay, we're at eight. Who can help us get closer to Jesse's number? So I'll be honest, I don't know the language, but it's in one of the African children uh, song, songs that my kids listen to, and it's We Ballet. It's something Ugandan. Go with nine. There's another hand over there. Yeah. Danke, Afrikaans. Right on, Afrikaans. We're at 10. Jesse has got his fingers crossed. Mike is wondering who else can help us out with another language. Salamat, uh, Filipino. Right on, Filipino or Tagalog. Thank you, Kent. I was wondering if I would have to do a second one. Thank you. Uh, around here. So we're at 11. How are you doing, Jesse? Shaking his head. Um, in Mandarin, it's yes, yes. Right on, Mandarin. So we're at 12. Keep going. Who else? 
Who, oh, up here. Your exercise program will be done by the end of the service, too. Uh, this is Swedish. It's Taxomitket. Right on. So Swedish. So we're at uh, 12. 13. Okay. Oh, Mike, yeah, thank you. I kind of forget, but I think in Persian, it was Tashakor. That's 14. But I see another hand at the back. Ellie. In Farsi, it's Mercy. Right on, there you go. So we're at 15. Anybody else? Oh, there's a hand at the back there. Little kids, it's Tata. <laughs> 15 and a half. Very good, very good. Anybody else? Anybody in the baby room? Another language? No hands. Grassi? All right. We'll go 16. Actually, 17. Yeah, 16 and a half. Yeah. Anybody else? Last chance. We did good. Very good. I was thinking somewhere in that 10 range, 10. I was kind of with Jesse on this, in that 10 to 11 range. But way to go. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So uh, it doesn't really matter what language you say it. The watershed thing happens in here, and, uh, or up here, having an attitude that is a thanksgiving kind of an attitude. Uh, Noah, if you can jump over to uh, slide number seven, that would be great. Thank you for all your, uh, thank you for all your different responses. So I, I want to take just a couple, next couple of minutes to, um, to ask the question or explore the question, so why are you thankful? Or what motivates thankfulness? Uh, some, in some way, shape, or form, this question has kind of happened in my mind, or I'm asking this question uh, in, in response somewhat to a concept or a phenomena that's kind of been spinning around in my head. And I want to invite you, I, I do this over and over, I invite you kind of into my head and to contemplate or process something together with me. So that's, that's what you're going to be doing again this morning. Uh, and so, so in some way this question is formulated, brought on by something going, going around in my head. And so uh, I'm going to offer a couple of different suggestions. What motivates or why are you uh, thankful? Uh, one, one such motivation I believe is, is one that Jesus identifies in, uh, in one of his parables, in Luke chapter 18, a uh, parable is a story that Jesus tells for the purpose of teaching a lesson. And um, I think the lesson that Jesus teaches with this parable might be somewhat different, but I think the motivation for one reason why we are thankful is identified here in this, in this parable or this story. Luke chapter 18, and I'm just going to read a couple of verses out of, that, out of that story or that parable, starting with verse 10. Uh, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, uh, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, uh, a sinner. 
Uh, we could talk about that parable uh, and, and different lessons that it teaches. Uh, but I'm going to assume that in the context of today being Thanksgiving weekend, you did notice the fact that one of these two men that prays in the temple is thankful. He expresses thanks. Uh, very commendable, especially in view of this being Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, or, or is it? Um, so I will admit this is a, a, perhaps a bit of an extreme example, but I have noticed as I have listened uh, to people express thankfulness, I have noticed a kind of a common theme that I often hear. Uh, I often hear a lot of thankfulness motivated by comparison. Thankfulness motivated by comparison. Now stay with me a little bit. I'm processing this, like I said, and I invite you to process it with me. Uh, here's, here's kind of an array of comments and versions of comments that I've heard over time as I've been more closely listening to people express their thankfulness. And, and, and if this one of these is a comment that you've made, uh, please forgive me, I'm not picking on anybody here. I, I'm, just, I'm just using a general, uh, went to my memory bank and grabbed a bunch of, of the type of comments that I've heard. So here's, here's some. Uh, when I see what's going on in Africa, I'm so thankful that I live where I do. When I see some of those sick people in the hospital, I am so thankful for my health. When I see the job that guy has, I'm so thankful for the job that I have. When I see the home that those children have to grow up in, it makes me so thankful for the home that I grew up in. When I see that guy's wife, I'm so thankful for my wife. <laughs> Very touching for my wife to hear that, I'm sure. When I see what's going on in that church, I'm so thankful for our church. Etc., etc., etc. Thankfulness that is motivated by comparison. Are you with me? You may be wondering, okay, Darren, hang on. Uh, you're getting too picky again. What's wrong with thankfulness that's motivated by comparison? I mean, at the end of the day, as long as I'm being thankful, I mean, isn't that what really matters? Stay with me. See if perhaps you catch on to the dilemma that I, that I see. So, we begin with the extreme example that we read here in Luke chapter 18. Uh, I'm so thankful that I'm not like that guy over there or that person over there. I mean, what's wrong with that? Let me suggest one, uh, one problem. Uh, comparative thankfulness has a tendency to elevate ourselves above others. Uh, either very intentionally, like this Luke chapter 18 example, uh, and sometimes very unintentionally because we just aren't actually thinking about or taking into consideration the whole picture. I have to admit that I have come to a place where I kind of cringe whenever I hear comparative thankfulness. And I wonder if that type of thankfulness doesn't often somehow imply that I am a little more worthy of having good life circumstances than the other guy. Let me give you a few examples. 
Uh, I remember going skiing when I was just uh, into early adulthood. I was still a single guy. I went together with another single friend of mine. We went to Banff, and uh, while we were there in the skiing world, we connected with, with other guys uh, in the ski shops and whatnot. And, uh, and there was a lot of, with that world, uh, in that world, there was a lot of kind of loose, uh, immoral talk. And, and I came home, and I was in Bible school at the time, and it was, this was during Christmas break, and I came home, and I remember sharing with some others how thankful I was that my life was not like that. Okay, uh, at the outset, doesn't sound that bad. Um, clearly, the underlying message was that my life choices were better than the life choices that those other guys were making. Uh, and I hope a few of you are maybe trying to defend me a little bit right now um, and saying, you know, why is that a problem? To be thankful that your life is not an immoral mess like those other guys that you were connecting with. Here's my question. Why can I not simply be thankful for the life that I have and the opportunities that I have and the teaching that I received as a young person and all the adults that poured into my life to help me make good choices and on and on and on? Why not just be thankful? Why does it have to come out in the form of comparison? Why do I have to say, and not like that guy over there? Let me share another example. Uh, in the wake of big tragedies, um, you'll often hear versions uh, of this. Godly people with good stories, they share about how God miraculously saved them in the midst of countless others who were not saved. Uh, I spent extra time in prayer that morning and I wasn't sure why, but I did. And, and then I stopped to help this guy on my way to work and then I missed my normal subway and all as a result of that I was late to work and not yet there when the attack happened. God miraculously saved me. I am so thankful. And if all those other people would have been listening to God the way I was that morning, they would also have been saved. Ugh. I know you don't usually think that far, but, but, but what's the implication? Or what about if you are to have a surgery and there's this long waiting list and then somehow, miraculously, you are bumped up to the top of the list and I'm so thankful and I praise God that He is taking care of me. Or maybe you should say, I'm so thankful that God bumped everyone else down the list so that I could be bumped up the list. Am I being too negative? Here's my question. Does someone else need to have negative circumstances in their life in order for me to be thankful for my positive life circumstances? Let me read that again. Does someone else need to have negative circumstances in their life in order for me to be thankful for my positive life circumstances? Am I that human that I am only reminded to be thankful when I see the negative things that are happening to someone else's health or someone else's home or somebody else's weather pattern or their children or their spouse or their church? Why can't I just be thankful without needing to see the negatives in somebody else's world? Why are you thankful? What motivates your Thankfulness. Like I said, I'm just inviting you into the processing part of that question. Comparative thankfulness. Uh, 
Let me suggest two motivators that I believe are significantly more helpful or better than the comparative motivator that I just finished speaking about. First, uh, the first one I believe is identified in several places in, uh, in two books. It's actually identified in many places in the Bible, but particularly in the two books in the New Testament that were written to the Thessalonian church. 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, other places also, but, but very concentrated in these two books uh, are words such as this, or concepts such as this. Um, we always thank God for. We thank God continuously. How can we thank God enough? We ought always to thank God for. And then there's this one short verse in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 uh, that kind of summarizes that whole way of being thankful or motivation for being thankful. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that says, Give thanks in all circumstances. Not just when things are going the way you had hoped. Not just when your prayers are being answered. Not just when life is better for you than it is for the people around you. Always, continually, in all circumstances. And I'm suggesting that can only happen when thankfulness is rooted inside of who you are, at the core of your being. When there's a, a something there that is thankful. It doesn't happen when you have things to be thankful for. It happens when you are a thankful person. Let me say that again. This doesn't happen when you have enough things to be thankful for. This happens when you are a thankful person. Why are you thankful? Because I am a thankful person. And then I believe there's one more answer to that question that I want to highlight for you. There's many others. Now, why are you thankful? And I want to say, and this to me is by far the most significant uh, answer, and that is because God deserves it. Why are you thankful? Because God deserves it. Over and over and over in Psalms you will read, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. I like the verses in Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for or because the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God deserves our thanksgiving. And at the end of the day, if that was the only reason to be thankful, that would be reason enough. I connected with a longtime friend this past week. He's a business owner. Uh, lately, he has struggled a lot with his health. Uh, we talked about life. We talked about his business. We talked about him immigrating to Canada 40-some years ago as a young adult from India. Um, he consistently used the words, just in our conversation, uh, the good Lord, the good Lord, the good Lord has blessed me. If the good Lord gives me another 10 years, the good Lord, the good Lord, it just flowed from him. He wasn't trying to be super spiritual. He wasn't trying to put on a show. He wasn't doing this just because he was visiting with a pastor. Uh, it's just the way he spoke. It was, it was the good, the good Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He 
is good. Completely outside of you and your life circumstances, before we ever get to me or to you and our lives and our circumstances, before all that, God is good. And his love and his faithfulness endures forever. And that is reason enough. So, why be thankful? Out of comparison? Because you are a thankful person? Ultimately, I'd say because God deserves it. And that is reason enough. Happy Thanksgiving. We're going to sing song 422 for closing. It's called Trusting Jesus. And it's one of the things that we can all be thankful for is that Jesus is totally trustworthy. Song 422, Trusting Jesus. to the
Keith, can I get you to do one more thing in your exercise program? Can you come up to the front here and grab this box of bags? For some reason, it's up at the front instead of at the back. And so if we could get that box of bags to the back, and if you're going to remember the announcement that Carl made up on the overhead, uh, grab one of these bags if that's what it takes for you to remind yourself during the course of the week that we want to bring uh, non-perishables back here for the next two Sundays for the Morris Food Bank uh, that would be fantastic. So Keith is going to find a spot for them there and uh, help yourself as you head on out to the back. I want to invite you to stand together uh, with me, with us, and I'm going to pray uh, kind of a commissioning prayer from Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 17, commissioning you as you, uh, as you leave, as you head on out uh, into your weeks. And here's what it says. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. God bless you. Amen.